I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Shane Oliver Experience. Tonight, I've got with us Shannon, who is a writer for Scene Star, Overdrive, GC Live, fuck knows what else. I've got a list to go through now, so we'll get through it eventually. How you going? Good. Yeah? Thanks for having me. Hey, more than welcome, more than welcome. So how you been? What have you been up to? I have been great. I've been really busy. As always. Yeah. Yeah. I barely get time to sleep, so, but that's okay. Well, considering, <laughs> considering the list that I have to go off right now of what you do, I'm not surprised that you get any sleep at yeah. all, which is quite fun. So, <laughs> what, how long have you actually been involved with music? When did you start getting amongst it? Well, when I was really young, probably about 17, 18, my cousin Leah had a like a really small publication up the Sunshine Coast called New Wave magazine Mm -hmm. and it wasn't distributed very heavily. It was a very small time thing Um, and she asked me to write for her back then. Um, so my first big gig review was Big Day Out. I can't remember what year it was because everything's a bit hazy. Do you, <laughs> do you remember what uh, who the headliners were um, for it? Marilyn Manson. Oh, shit. That's and going back a fair way then. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. So. Yep. No, <laughs> we I'm, don't need to disclose that. That's all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hole played as well. No, Cor- um, Courtney, Courtney Love or whatever. Isn't yeah. that Hole? Right. Yes, yep. yes. Huge fan. She was a big influence on me from early times. But, yeah, so I did a few things for her um, and then life got in the way and I was doing other things and then I had kids and all that sort of stuff. So I kind of lost touch with my writing Mm -hmm. in the music world. Um, And then, yeah, about two and a half years ago, I think now, my girlfriend Rue who is in a band and she also has Rue's live music experience. Um, I think that's what it's called, something like that. Yep. Sorry, Rue. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she won't mind. <laughs> yeah. So she has a blog and all this other stuff that she does and she was doing a feature on local live music enthusiasts and she asked me to write a little article thing. She sent me some questions um, and then said, add whatever you want sort of thing. So I wrote that. Um, and from that, I ended up working for GC Live. So she was good friends with Matt, the guy who started GC Live. Um, and he was looking for more writers. And she said, hey, there's this chick, Shannon. She's really enthusiastic about supporting the local music scene, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, cool. So he gave me an opportunity. And my very first uh, interview was with Chris, the drummer from Grinspoon. Oh, cool. Which was really awesome because I've been obsessed with Grinners since I was about 14. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome first band interview as yes. well. Yeah. And first gig review was, well, first big gig review was theirs as well, the 20 Years of Better Living tour. Oh, right, right on. I reviewed the Redland Bay Hotel gig. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's where it all started. So how long has um, GC Live been around for? Um, not long. When I came on board, I think they'd been around for about 12 months, roughly. Is it? Uh, Sorry, about three years. Goal, is it shortened for Gold Coast Live? It so is it based down for, there? Yeah, it stands for Gold Coast Live. But I've actually recently, Matt has stepped away and I've taken over management. So we're going to do a rebrand and a rename. It'll still be GC Live, but it's going to stand for Good Call Live. Good Call Live. Because we're focusing on Gold Coast and Brisbane and okay. potentially expanding as well. More, um, more of an interstate thing or just like maybe up north Queensland or out west or I'd something really like that? I'd really like to. I feel like the Sunshine Coast doesn't have a lot of support. Um, there's a lot of good bands up there and people don't know about them because there's not a lot of um, sort of support there for them. So I'd like to There's only a couple of venues up there that I can think of off the top of my head. Like the main one's Soul Bar that I know of. And yeah. That... That was the last last time I went up there and saw a gig was actually at Soul Bar too, and it's a good venue as well. I've never been, but yeah, I'd like it's to. it's yeah. pretty tidy. Yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't mind it. I'm pretty sure I saw. Uh, this is going back a few years as well. Uh, in Hearts Wake, played there with Make Them Suffer. I've, I've I've known those guys for a fair while since they uh, since they started, sort of thing. I've been friends with. Um, the vocalist Sean for ages and their old bassist Chris who used to be in it, um, they played out there with um, a couple of other bands but it, the two headliners was In Hearts Wake and Make Them Suffer and, yeah, and, nice. and that, was a, that was an awesome venue for them to have it at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the only other time that I've been up there to see a gig was uh, one of the uh, – was that one and a, and a punk one with the, the Goon Boys as well. Yeah, I can't nice. even remember what one. They, they played at some pub or some shit yeah. somewhere in, like in an industrial area. Yeah. Uh, fuck if I know where it was. I can't remember either. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay, so GC – so the G, I've always wondered about the GC Live one because I've seen, seen that you're right for that. And um, – Overdrive, isn't that one based down in Melbourne? Yes, Overdrive yeah. Music Magazine is based in Melbourne. It's run by Bailey, so he's my boss. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He's um, just one of those people that's incredibly passionate about what he does and it shows because he's done really well with Overdrive and then he's got all the um, things off the side, so Hard Drive Agency and Octane Entertainment, Overdrive Touring. He brings big bands um, I was about to over ask to that Australia. Next. Yeah, what, like, what sort of bands come through with Overdrive and the exposure that they get? Well, Overdrive's very much based on, on metal mm-hmm. but also covers heavy rock and punk as well. Um, so, yeah, and... Um, yeah, so he just brought Avantasia over. That's happening. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's lots of other stuff I should know, but <laughs> off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, so with um, Bailey, I just messaged him one day and I said, I've been writing for GC Live and I want to expand and do more. Um, so I hit them up and he gave me a chance. That was through um, my mate Brady, who was the bass player from Awful Noise. Oh, cool. So yeah. I was I like kind of, yeah, I love Awful Noise. I was kind of, Pete will probably argue this, but dating the drummer, Pete, for a little while, that's how I met Brady. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> um, and then Brady moved to Melbourne and started working for Overdrive. And so that's how I got in because I just said, oh, I'm mates with Brady and, you know, I heard you might need some more writers. So, and then through Overdrive, I've had the most amazing opportunities this week i just reviewed red hot chili peppers which is probably one of my biggest reviews i've done yet yeah that's a good one yeah um i mean last time i saw them was 96 
at the Entertainment Centre and then I'm at the Entertainment Centre again in, what year are we in? 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reviewing them. So that was a bit surreal. So Um, over 20 years ago was when you saw them. Holy (laughs) shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I saw them... In 96, Regurgitator supported them. And I forget how fucking long Regurgitator's been around for. Yeah. That's, that's mental as well. Yeah, and the Gurge blew them off the stage. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They were amazing. And so I went in on Monday night to review the gig thinking, I wonder what they're like now live. Mm. And they were Just phenomenal. Yeah. No, they were better yeah. than when I saw them back in 96. Yeah. It sucks because my experience seeing the Chili Peppers was a big day out, like, 2012 or whatever it was or 2013 yeah it sucks though because i don't know what it was but the sound that day it it was so fucked it kept cutting in and out we're watching it from a fair distance away too because we're 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 kind of like getting ready to head out anyway because we were there pretty pretty early and yeah i don't know what it was but their sound just wasn't traveling and i'm like oh man I hate that, but you Peppers get that. Peppers kind of sound a bit shit right now, yeah. which sucks because they're not a shit band. No, they're good. not at all. And yeah, I was a bit bummed about that. So I, I mean, like you said, they were fucking phenomenal, obviously. Oh, man. You know, it does help so when the good. sound's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did um, like uh, as an intro to one of their songs, they did a cover of Iggy Pop's um, I Want to Be Your Dog. Is that what it's called? I oh, think. it could be. Oh, yeah, my I'm, God. I'm a bit unsure about that one. Oh, it's just like yes this is amazing and flea did um that little um sort of solo song off one hot minute i think it's called ant or something oh. i don't know and it's I'm just drawing a blank now as well Fuck. anyway it's awesome listen to one hot minute again that album's great yep underrated will do <laughs> and so the other one here is scene star scene star yeah what well, the so I fell how into old that. Is that. How old is that? How long has that been around? Because I swear to God, I've heard that before. I don't actually know. It's been around a long time, I think. Scenes mm. is quite a big sort of well-known free music magazine. So they have the online um, thing going on and then they've got the actual hard copy that you can pick up at like JB Hi-Fi and all those sorts of places. Yep. Um, so scene start, So last year I volunteered for Dead of Winter and I did some writing for them on their Facebook page. So they needed volunteers to write uh, little spiels about some of the bands on the lineup and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I handed out flyers and whatever I could do to help because I love the Dead of Winter team. I love what they do. I love the festival. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, Jason, who works for Dead of Winter, he just messaged me like (laughs) the night before Dead of Winter, I think it was, and said, hey, do you want to review Dead of Winter? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, who for? He's like, oh, for Scene Star. I'm (laughs) like, are you shitting me right now? I'm like, let me think about that. Um, (laughs) Yes, I will definitely review Dead of Winter for Scene Star. So that's how that happened. And then uh, Gareth, who's one of the managers at Scene Star, was obviously happy with my work and I just said to him, if you need me to do anything else, I'm keen. Um, So, yeah, so I haven't done a lot of work for Scenester yet but I'm on the books and I get um, opportunities through them. So I recently got to interview Judas Priest. Yeah, that's fucking cool. For Scenester, which was a bit um, mind-blowing, one of the biggest interviews I've done so far. With, With bigger ones like that because you're not independent in that way you have to go you have to kind of ask what 
uh, is given to you. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, there's a guideline. So same with overdrive. Um, so for overdrive and scene still, we'll get a, a topic that we need to focus on. You can ask other questions mm. and stuff. But generally with bigger bands, you're only going to get 15 minutes. Yeah. So within that window, you've got to ask as much as you can and yeah. ask the right questions sort yeah. of thing. There's a lot less free ball and time basically. Which is actually more of a challenge and I like that because I like a challenge. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, you've got to um, get to the point, but also you don't want it to be, hi, here's my questions, see you later. Yeah. Because people aren't going to warm to that. And you're no, not they're gonna not going to feel like doing it. Yeah, yeah. for and sure. And you don't want to be shit at doing your interviews. Um, one of my favourite interviews was Anti from the Bennies. Yeah, he's cool. He's a legend. Yeah. And um, Full-time chiller. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my things when I'm interviewing bands is – um, at the beginning I like to say something that's going to get them laughing mm-hmm. or just get them in a good mood sort of thing. So the first time I met Auntie was at Crowbar after a gig that they'd played and I was walking out of the toilets and he was walking in and um, I was like, hey, man, like awesome gig, you know, and he high-fives me and he's like, yeah, cool, thanks for coming, blah, blah, blah. And then we're chatting away and I was like, as usual, chewing his ear off because that's what I do to people mm-hmm. <laughs> and um he goes look I don't mean to be rude but I'm going to simultaneously shit my pants and vomit <laughs> everywhere and he's like he's like I've got to keep going man yep. like good to meet you I'm like cool so when I interviewed him I opened with that story yeah and he just lost his shit laughing and he's like oh man he's like I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably thinking, fuck, of all the things to say to a bird and yeah. it turns out I'm going to have to talk to this same one. Shit, yes. I should have gone with something a little more polite. Well, look, to be honest, that's what we love about the Bennies, right? <laughs> yeah. They're loose and yeah, they're loose awesome. Cannons. Yeah, so I was just like, nah, dude, don't be sorry. It was really cool. And, um, yeah, so that's how I opened that interview and he was like, cool. And at the end he's like, good interview. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You've also done uh, King Parrot as well. Who was that? Was that through Overdrive or was that through um, GC? I, I interviewed and reviewed King Parrot for GC Live. GC. Yeah. Yep. I set that up myself because Youngie is an absolute legend and a really friendly guy. And first time I met him, I was dating a guy that is a lampy. He tours with Kiss and stuff like that and he knows a lot of bands. And this was – early on before I'd gotten involved in the music scene much. Mm-hmm. And we saw King Parrot at Crowbar one night and um, I was there with Jared and he introduced me to Youngie and um, Youngie was at the merch desk um, mm-hmm. after they'd performed and I'm standing there like a drowned rat because, you know, Youngie has a thing with pouring his bottles of water on the crowd. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, yeah, so he's like, I swear he looked right at me and went, oh, look, there's a chick in the mosh because there wasn't many chicks in the mosh that night <sighs> and he just poured a whole bottle of water all over my head. Nah. And then, anyway, so I met him at the merch desk and he goes, he goes, oh, you were one of the only chicks in the mosh. He's like, high five. I'm like, yeah. So we had this moment um, and then I saw him a couple more times at gigs and had a chat with him and stuff and I just told him about GC Live and we bonded over because he's got kids and I've got kids so we talked about our kids and kind of bonded over a few things and he just said to me, look, if you ever want to interview me or review a gig, let me know, hit me up and we'll sort it out. And I was like, "Yeah, cool." that's awesome. So that's how that came about, yeah. And do you... When you go to these gigs, is that something that you're actively searching for as well? Like when you're there, is like if, if there's a band that you're pretty stoked on hearing that night, you just go up to them straight up and 
Hey, how are you? Yeah, networking's a big thing in this industry. Yep. So if you're a friendly person, which I like to think I am, then, yep. you know, and I'm very passionate about supporting um, bands that I love and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I'll go and talk to them and, you mm. know, hopefully line things up for interviews and stuff in the future. And if not, I'll go and talk to them anyway because, yeah. You've said um, you, you've, met a few, you've met a fair few of these people at, um, like, other venues and whatnot when you're going to see them live. Um, have you have you got any sort of favourite experiences outside of the one with Auntie that you said before? <laughs> that was um, awesome. Do you have any like do you have a favourite and a least favourite sort of uh, um, like maybe not so much a venue or just just when you were trying to do that one that went well or one that kind of went a little down south and it never eventuated or because um, obviously there are hit and misses like well, you can you can do the networking as you say yeah. but like not everybody's going to be as friendly and oh, yeah. do it, you know it's just it, it is some people are just don't want to do it you know yeah. you can't get mad at them for it obviously but I don't like to badmouth anyone but there's definitely been you don't have to say their <laughs> yeah, names there's definitely know, been but... some bands um and to be honest not the bigger bands there's been a couple only a couple of local bands um that I've approached about stuff that have been a little bit not so friendly mm-hmm. and a little bit like who the fuck is this chick like we don't want to talk to you yep. um so there's been a few and then there is there was one instance in particular where a particular individual was very rude to me and I just went, okay, well, you know, you're not going to get my support, buddy, because there's no need to be mean and rude. Like the world needs more love and mm. friendship and networking and working together. And, I mean, that's something that I'm very passionate about um, with the work that I do. It's all about supporting each other and working mm. together. There's no competition. It's not a competition. It's... You know, let's work together and make the local music scene amazing. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's out there to come and have a good time. It sucks Mm. when when you can see it happening because it seems like in every every avenue of entertainment or sport or whatever, everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. There's always – not everybody, but there's always – a group, there's always one person or there's always one band or, or, or just there's always one that's got a chip on their shoulder. Unfortunately, yeah. And it can, and it, it can turn, it can turn uh, I, would, I wouldn't say like feuds per se, but it can always raise tensions in the scene, yeah. especially when one tries to badmouth one another and then that, yeah. can be, that can be picked up while you're playing shows and stuff. They could, you know, they could add fuel to the fire per se but like yeah it doesn't happen very often no it's a very rare occurrence um but overall yeah like yeah like you said Mm. bringing the scene up making making everybody get amongst it for sure exactly share the love man you know i mean that's something that i'm really i love going to gigs and supporting local bands and buying their merch and buying their albums and um sharing their clips on on my pages and all the stuff that i can do to support them and then people do it in turn for me which is really cool um, yeah. But going back to some of my favourite memories, I do have to talk about the Bennies again. <laughs> oh, that's really um, cool. So at Halloween Hysteria, um, I was volunteering there and unfortunately none of the interviews went live. There's a bit of a story behind that, but it's, it's not a bad thing or a big deal. It just didn't happen. I, maybe some of them might still get used for future promo for Halloween Hysteria. I'm not yep. sure. Um, but I got the opportunity to interview the Bennies live. After they oh, cool. after they played their set at Halloween Hysteria and they were all really pumped. Obviously, they just got off the stage, so they played an amazing set. Did you Did you go to Halloween? I Hysteria? don't think I did. That yeah. was that at oh, 
Was it King Parrot playing with that one yeah. as well? No, yep. I didn't go to that one. Yeah. No, I don't – yeah. I actually missed the first half of King Parrot's set because I was interviewing the Bennies, which <laughs> was – I was like, oh, man, like I want to be in two places at once. And then my – one of my favourite live music photographers, Elizabeth Sharp from Amagama Mama Live Music Photography, is that, which is quite a mouthful. <laughs> how, how does it go again? Amagama Mama. Fucking hell, Live I've been music. saying it. I, I, I've, I've just been calling it like Umaga Mama or some shit hey, like that. Hey, that works. <laughs> Fuck, no offence. It just, it just when I first, I remember because I've seen, I've seen you throw the tagline up yeah. in, in some of your posts as well. Yeah. And I, I, I see it and half the time I just skim it and I'm just like, yeah. Good it up. Like, fuck Yeah, that shit. works. Yeah. Um, but no disrespect, obviously. Her photos are amazing. Oh, which is she's yeah. one of my favourite live music photographers. I work with. So many amazing, talented people Mm. and I love it so much. I love all the fellow reviewers and photographers and all the rest of it. Um, But Liz and I share almost the same brain and heart when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's incredibly passionate and supportive of local bands and upcoming bands and I'm the same. Um, And when we work together, we call ourselves Team Shiz, Shannon and Liz. Uh, Team Shiz. So you've even got yourselves a fucking name. (laughs) Hashtag. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Team You're already there then. Yeah, so but back to my story. So she was shooting at Halloween Hysteria. um, And King Parrot played on the stage that had like no barrier. And uh, like, yeah, no, that, anyway. That's going to end well. So she's there for about two seconds. They get on the stage. Youngie accidentally kicked her fair in the eye, <laughs> like full on kick in the eye. And yep. so I was busy interviewing the Bennies, like I said. And then I came over for the end of their set and I found Liz up the back holding her eye with an ice pack on it. And I'm like, what the f- just happened, yeah. man? And she's like, oh, you know, <laughs> Youngie just kicked me in the eye. I'm like, what? She's like, it was an accident, it's okay. And he was really apologetic and lovely because yeah. he's a legend, such a nice guy. Um, he was quite upset that he'd hurt her, obviously. But, um, yeah, she's like, well, you know, I got she got one good shot before that happened and it's a killer photo yeah. of Youngie, like, looking at her. Is it, like, so, like, right before she gets kicked right square in the Right before she face? gets kicked in the eye. So I feel like that's one of her stories that she should tell. Yeah. <laughs> you should totally talk to her sometime. I will. I will absolutely get her on in the future. That'd yeah. be sick because, yeah, photography for me as well. Like, I started taking it up a few years ago and I got pretty into it too. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of the black-white aesthetic look. Yeah. Like, when, when you're with bands just playing live, it takes away all of the – the drab and the colours and stuff and it just you, you're able to for me anyway mm. it's just you're able to focus on the one thing that's happening it makes it a lot more like gives it that raw look yeah I love black um, and white definitely and yeah Matt Matt Walter I think is how you pronounce his name um, yeah uh, or Matt Worrell uh, I'm a fan of his I'm a big fan of his photography as I think well you were right he's, the first time yeah yeah I think um, yeah or yeah I think he might have taken his partner's name or something anyway oh, um, right, yeah he yeah absolutely fantastic photographer yep. as well and that's he was one of the influences for me for wanting to pick one up as well like after seeing a whole bunch of his shit and um so you still shoot now no no i'm I'm current yeah i I want to absolutely it's going to further down the track i want to try and incorporate it into this this uh whole scheme of things you know planning planning ahead yeah well once i get my shit sorted (laughs) and actually have some money yeah I've got, I've, I've got this old school camera back at home that uh, would do – I can get, like, black and white film for it as well. It's, it's an actual, like, film-style camera, which yeah, is right. cool. Um, so I'm going to, like, take that with us because you can only get something like 
a 24 rolls to a, to a to a thing to take right. photos for yeah, it. Cool. So you can't. It's not like a digital one where you can just like delete it afterwards. Like you've got to be fucking on it with your shots, sort of thing. So yeah. I want to take that to try and practice with that, and then take a digital one with this as well to do yeah, it too. Cool. Um, but once I actually get that, that's when it's going to start. So yeah. that's going to be fucking. That's exciting. It is. It is. There's heaps of stuff I want to do for do this it. too. So once we once <laughs> work in progress, work in progress. Yeah. Um, I think we might give ourselves a bit of a break because yeah. I think we've still got a fair bit of shit to talk about after this anyway. It's a lot of shit. Um, so, yeah, the next – we're going to jam – oh, well, actually, before we do, um, you currently this you currently manage Dirty Brew. That's correct, um, you've yeah. Re- you've recently taken on Dirty Brew uh, – taken uh-huh. on Dirty Brew, uh, managing them. Yes. Um, so the intro that you heard was one of their songs too. The second song I believe that we're going to play now is called Guilty. Guilty, yes. Um, do you happen to know uh, what the songs are about? Or do oh. you happen to know how long uh, – any any of that sort of stuff? Because uh, before I – yeah, like I said earlier, uh, you manage it. So you're not the one coming up no, with, the, with yeah, it. No, yeah, but, but I've just started managing Dirty Brew. Yeah. They call themselves Keg Metal. Keg so metal. they fit somewhere in between the heavy rock genre and metal genre. So yep. um, so Guilty is off their last EP, I believe. Don't kill me, guys, if I got that wrong. <laughs> um, it's one of my favourite tracks. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I'm really stoked to be managing them. It's very exciting. They've got um, a lot of good stuff going on this year. So they've just – they played a gig last night at Flame and Galar, which was awesome, with Head Cage and Regular Gonzales and Speed Racer and – Heard of Speed Racer. They're Valve good. Train- hey, yeah. Speed Racer blew me away. Yeah, they were really good. good. Yep. The vocalist, he reminds me a bit of like – kind of like a Stone Temple Pilots sound <laughs> going on with them. Yeah, That's they're cool. really cool. Um, but, yeah, so Dirty Brew played a gig last night. They are supporting Lagerstein on their Beer Right Back – Ah, uh, yes, I remember seeing that yeah. pop up on my feed not long yeah. ago. So That's they're cool. playing the Gold Coast gig with Level H, which is one of my favourite Gold Coast bands, Level H. And I take um, it you'll have GC Live will be a part of that, I'm guessing, if they're playing down there or is that? Well, I'm not too sure. I'm there for a number of reasons because I also do, I'm the social media manager for Lagerstein. So yeah. I'm there for them. I'm there for Dirty Brew. I'm there to support Level H. I'm not too sure if I'll be reviewing or something, but um, if I don't, I'll get one of my reviewers in from GC GC Live to, to do that for sure. So. Seriously though, just take a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> just just some one one day you're just gonna want to sit down and fucking smell the roses. Yeah. Like why not why not just pick a week instead of just flogging yourself? Holy shit! I'd every like- time every time you're like, oh, I used, I've fucking done this, I've done that. It's like, my god! Bit, uh, and don't busy. get me wrong, don't get me wrong, it's fucking amazing. Like, Thank it's you. Su- su- super awesome to see and shit as well. Um, but maybe I should breathe every now and again. Just hey? a little bit. It might. It might help. It might help. Yeah. Um, not a dig. Not a dig. <laughs> no, not at um, all. I get. But it. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna throw this one down. Guilty. Guilty. Dirty brew. Dirty brew. We'll be back at you shortly. Get it into you. Cheers. <laughs>
That's all right. I haven't heard too much of Dirty Brew before, but I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, what what drew you to actually um, wanting? Did you just get the opportunity to manage them, or did you actually actively seek out wanting to be a part of those guys, sort of thing? Or a little bit of both. A little bit so of both. So I've been interested in managing bands for a long time. It's something that I've always wanted to do. I've had a few local bands hit me up and and talk to me about managing them. Um, and there's a few that I have actively sought out and spoken to them like about the possibility of me managing them mm-hmm. um and then dirty brew are one of those bands that i feel like they're amazingly talented and amazingly good at what they do but i feel like not enough people know about them and so i wanted to come on board and help with mm-hmm. that um because like social media is one of my um <laughs> um Good points, I guess. I'm really good. I'm on Facebook all the time. I was doing that before I was actually working doing social media stuff. Yeah. Um, and a big part of um, building up a fan base and everything, I think, is having a good social media thing going on. So, yeah, I spoke to the guys about it and they were like, yeah, this sounds like a good plan. So we decided to do it and I've been managing them um, for a few weeks, maybe a month. I'm yep. not too sure. So it's only early days. But it's seeming positive and, well, so and productive. Far, yeah, so far things are going well. We've got They've got a lot of new stuff coming out this year. Um, mm-hmm. They've just released a film clip for One More for the Road, which I think we're going to play later. Yes. Um, and was our intro as well. <laughs> yeah, we've done a sneaky on that one because the, uh, the intro was pretty dope. So we're, yeah. we're going to use it again. Yeah. Suck it. Yes, absolutely. So they just, last year they did a tour of Indonesia. Oh, cool. And um, so the film clip to One More for the Road is just all snippets taken from footage that they took when they were in Indo. And it's awesome. So they had a great time over there. How, how um, did they find the crowd over there? Because I've heard that crowds can go pretty nuts over there. Yeah, they've yeah. told me some stories. Yep. So, I mean, you'd have to talk to them about that for oh, more details. Yeah, we'll get them on at some point, sure. They did, yeah. That would be cool. Um, but they do some crazy stuff and, yeah, they're really into their metal and stuff, I think, over there. So, yeah, they were very well received over Yeah, there. well, there's local attack, I'm pretty sure, that would be on tonight, which won't make much sense now while I'm saying it. But yeah. Zod from Zing- uh, Singapore, I'm pretty sure, are headlining that as right. well. And they're, they're, they're along... The, they're along those lines as well. Any those guys, they they just seem to have some sort of energy when they come across, or even when you play, go over and see them. Like they just yeah. they just go nuts. Well, yeah, awful noise we're playing today. Yeah, at, um, yeah. Flame and Galar. Yeah, that that was um, uh, local attack local as well. Local attack thing. Yeah, you had Unbound, Common Enemy, Terramata. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm bummed I missed that. I didn't realize yeah. it was on today. And then the awful noise boys messaged me, and they were like, "You coming? You got to be here in ten minutes." I'm like, "Dude, I'm lying in bed, hungover." <laughs> um, I'm not going to be there in time. <laughs> Got too much shit. I had too much yeah. fun the night before. No, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, so you've also uh, told us as well that you uh, you mentioned earlier, sorry, about Lagerstein and yes. running their social media. So is that does that include like their Facebook or their Instagram yeah. and stuff like that? So I've been a huge fan of Lagerstein for a really long time and they're awesome guys. Anyone who knows Lagerstein personally or has even been to their gigs can see what awesome people they are. Mm-hmm. So any opportunity to work with them was really exciting for me. Um, and then, yeah, the opportunity arose for me to be their social media manager. Mm-hmm. I still work very closely with them. Um, so Joel, Nathan and Ryan or um, Mother Junkst, 
the Majestic Beast and Neil Rummy Rackers, as yep. they are also known. <laughs> <laughs> um, I work with those three the most um, and we work together on social media stuff. So I look after Facebook and Instagram. Um, they still do a lot of posts themselves as well. So we're like a team, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, and it's really exciting being part of that. Like when they were announcing the Beer Right Back tour that they're doing before they head overseas and do a shitload of amazing festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing, is it, I never know how to pronounce it, Varken Open Air? Uh, Varken. Well, I always I pronounce s- it Wacken. Yeah, well, that's Wacken. what I did. And then someone's like, no, it's Varken. Varken Open Air. <laughs> so that's a big deal. They're yeah, no, I, that, that's, that's been one of my go-to like dream festivals that I've always wanted to go to as well. It's like three or five days or some shit like that. Mm. And it's all like the premier like death metal, metal bands and all that shit. And uh, like just a whole variety, like every, every band that you probably sort of know about in the metal or heavy metal industry or whatever would more than likely be on that lineup. And it's like, fuck. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked for them getting on that and everything. So they got a lot of amazing shit going on this year. I remember seeing those guys first time at fucking Barabar. It seems like I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of guys for the first time at Barabar of all places, which is quite funny. Decapitated mum, sludge, all the the local boys in particular. Yeah. They all started somewhere, which is good. Barabar, just a cesspit of, booze and alcohol and live music back in the day and suddenly like you're because and this is another one we'll we'll touch up as well uh, as we get to it um you recently put a show on as well at the barabar Barabar, uh under the colorful rider which is what we'll talk about a bit later um and that was the, the i think that's like one of the first gigs that i've seen there like with any of the guys that I know or even just in general that type of gig played yeah. there in a long time. I don't know. I might not be keeping up with it no, as much. No, but Barra hasn't had as much live music going on there. Um, I'm hoping that we can bring it back because, mm. I mean, I – sorry, I'd never really heard of Barra Bar until I met Ben from mm. Decapitated Mum and he was like, oh, Barra Bar, blah, blah, blah. And then when I met Stu from Goon and he'd talk about Barra – um, and then, so the gig that I put on was an 11 year reunion gig for a friend of mine, Ash. He was in a band or is in a band called Endless Nameless. Mm-hmm. They were really big 10, 11 years ago, um, in Brisbane and they started off at Barra. Um, when they started playing there, Barra didn't have a lot of live music or anything there. The stage was just on the carpet on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Um, and so they, um, when I interviewed Ash, cause I interviewed him leading up to the gig, and um, he was talking about um, when they first started there and, and what they were doing and they, the managers at the time gave them like a, a regular Saturday night gig there mm-hmm. and by the third Saturday night they had it packed out, like absolutely packed out, sold out, like, you know. Um, and so from that they built a stage because they were like, oh, this live music thing's happening here, this is cool. So they built a little stage yep. um, and then, yeah, it kind of rolled from there. So when... Ash was talking about doing his 11-year reunion gig. He hit me up and he's like, you know, there's a few different venues I have in mind, but I'd really love to do Barra because that's where Endless started. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, let's get Barra. So they were really great to work with as a promoter, Mm -hmm. Um, really lovely people that manage the place and all the rest of it. So we did the 11-year reunion gig and I got Sludge and Dirty Liars and then Ash is good friends with the guys from Brother Fox. So they played as well. Um, yeah, but it was an awesome gig and Sludge just absolutely tore up the stage. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of them. And 
they were actually, it was part sludge, part goon on the rocks because a couple of the sludge members couldn't be there. So they rallied uh, some of the yeah, goon on the rocks were, boys. Yeah, because some of them, some of those guys, they play, they, d- they back it up playing flange as well. Flange, yeah. Um, and they were over in WA at that point. Yes. Yeah, they were doing, they were playing a few shows over there. Yeah. That's, but still, like, not having seen um, a, a gig at Barrow for for a fair while since then, and then have one come along again. It yeah. was quite it was quite refreshing. It was cool um, it was a because good night. it's it, it, like con- considering the area, whatever it doesn't matter. It's a, it's another venue that you can play at. Yeah, you know? and I'm there's a lot, especially a lot of the guys that I know of as well. Local grew up around there. They can still yeah. pull a crowd. Oh yeah, still, you know, like it, I'm it'd keen be good. to put more gigs on there. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to see that there. Yeah. Um, so with. Colourful Rider. Yes. When when did you exactly start that one? Well, that because actually that, that, that that falls in. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, um, right. That that falls into uh, that your own sort of uh, promotion, um, yeah. like putting on bands and stuff as yeah. well. Because when I first saw it, I thought it was more of a, a writing review thing as well. But yep. I could be wrong. No, uh, you also do that too with it. Yeah. Or? Well, so. The Colourful Rider, the name came about because I work for Wallapalooza Festival as well, which is one of the biggest music festivals on the Gold Coast. And Mm -hmm. Andy is the guy who started Walla and he's amazing and I love Andy and he's given me a lot of great opportunities as well. But he one day sort of jokingly nicknamed me the Colourful Rider because of my pink and purple hair and and also because of the way that I write because it's colourful, I guess, Mm -hmm. because I'm sort of very um, expressive, I guess. Um, yeah, so he gave me the nickname The Colourful Rider and it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something with that. Um, and then I just thought, why not start my own thing, The Colourful Rider, and use that as the main central point? Because I do so many things, mm-hmm. I thought, let's make this sort of Facebook page and, and name for myself as The Colourful Rider and then everything that I do through... GC Live, Overdrive, Scenester, Wallapalooza. I also work for Cutthroat Folk Fest. That's another <laughs> – that's in Sydney. Yeah, we'll go on Another that thing one. we can talk about. Um, and, you know, hell. just all the stuff that I do, I thought let's have a central point yep. where I can share stuff so that if people are interested in following my work um, and also just for myself, just to have it all in one place, you know. And then I did for a little while work for Juicy Blue Entertainment and we put on a gig called Rock for Rain uh, last year in November at um, – I'm blanking on where we put it, the Jube. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember that gig, uh, that, that one being put on as well. Yeah, so um, we did yeah. that and that was sort of my first experience as being a promoter, so to speak, and putting on a gig and coordinating bands and um, dealing with venues and, you know. How did um, you find it? It was <laughs> full on. It was amazing, great mm. experience and all the bands that we had on Rock for Rain were really easy to work with and very professional um, and all super talented. We had, you know, Stoker, I love Stoker. We had Ellis Jewald, we had Hammers, Dirty Brew, uh, For the Wolves, The Iron Eye, um, oh, uh, Concrete yeah, Palms. Yeah, um, and it was just amazing and then things happened and I parted ways with um, the guy who started Juicy Blue and I thought, you know, I want to put on gigs myself. Mm-hmm. So let's use the Colourful Rider and that will be my name when I'm putting on gigs. And then, yeah, I, the first one I did was the Endless Nameless one at Barra. Yep. 
Um, I just announced one on Friday, actually, um, my big metal fest, uh, which is at the back room on June 22nd. And um, I've got 15 bands and I'm really, really excited about that. I've got Triple Kill coming up from Melbourne. Um, If you haven't heard of Triple Kill, you need to check them out. They are phenomenal and their film clips are hilarious. They are so funny and they do the best promo videos too because they toured with Lagerstein at one point. They've done a promo video for that. You have to watch it. It's funny as hell. Um, Yeah, so I – that was another thing I got to do actually. So I found Triple Kill. um, I was a publicist for a little while through Hard Drive Agency and Octane Entertainment, which is a side thing of Overdrive Music Magazine. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I'm rolling my eyes here because I I don't know when to stop asking her what else she's fucking done. Go off on tangents too. Um. I kid, I kid. This is this is awesome though to to see how much (laughs) has been done. It's it's impressive. It's awesome to listen to. Continue. Thank you. So with Triple Kill, I got the opportunity to be their publicist, and it was an amazing experience. They released a new album um, and two new film clips in the time that I was doing PR for them. Um, So I got to write their press releases, and I felt like I was sort of part of the part of the family, part of the triple kill family. Yep. And their hashtag is triple yourself. So <laughs> I was tripling Clever. myself with the boys and that sounds uh, anyway, moving yep. right along. Yep. Um so yeah, I went down to Melbourne for their album launch and everything and um they're great guys. Yeah. And so and so you've got them They on... haven't played Brisbane before no, and okay. I was keen to have them up here and then I was talking to Mousy actually from he does all the you know, Medal of Honor gigs and everything. Yep. Everyone knows Mousy. Um, so, and he said to me, he's like, oh man, you got Triple Kill up. That's awesome because he's a fan. And yep. so, yes, yeah, so I've got Triple Kill and Level H headlining. And then I've got Dirty Brew, uh, Wild Heart, Massic, uh, Virtues, Old Town, uh, Cavity. I always pronounce them wrong, but I got it right that time. I always say Cavati, but it's Cavity. Um, <laughs> and the Molotov. And actually, I've done something a bit crazy with my metal fest too because it's mostly heavy rock and metal. But I've been friends with a guy named Adam for a while and he's in a band called Death Co and they're sort of trap hip-hop. <laughs> right. So I've put them on the lineup as well just to change things up a bit and Fuck, do something. interesting. Yeah, yep. Um, they're awesome and Adam's a big fan of metal himself. Yep. Um, so... I just feel like – because actually I know a lot of metal people that are really into their hip-hop as well, and especially the trap hip-hop stuff. I know? don't even fucking know what tra- the whole trap bullshit well, is. Please tell me. Somewhat, well, I don't know exactly how to explain the genre. It's just a genre within the hip-hop. It's like metal has a million different genres within True. itself. Yes. So, but um, – like someone I was talking to, I interviewed Alex from Am Noir. They're one of my favourite Melbourne bands and he's big into his hip-hop and stuff as well. So we were talking about how that should be merged more, uh, you know, yeah. and maybe do something with that. And then that's why and then I had this crazy idea to do this with Death Co. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's worth a shot, absolutely. It's it changes different. things up. It makes it, yeah, it makes it interesting for sure. Well, that's what I wanted to do with my mm. Metal Fest. Um there's quite a few metal fests around and they're all awesome. Um, but I wanted mine to be a little bit different. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. You also said 
Cut, cutthroat Folk Fest. Yeah. Right? So that's one I've never heard of. Well, it's a fairly new thing. Um, it's based in Sydney. This year it's on March 16th um, at the Factory Theatre mm-hmm. in Sydney. Um, so Matt is the guy who runs it. He's from a Sydney band called The Bottlers or The Bottlers. I always say The Bottlers. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like this huge nine-piece um, sort of Celtic folk punk band and they are amazing. The first time I saw them was um, at West End. They played with Fox and Firkin, which are one of my favourite. yeah, I like those guys. Yeah, one yeah. of my favourite local Brisbane Celtic punk rock bands. Um, yeah, so I met them through that and then the Bottlers also played at Lagerfest. Uh, last year. Ah, cool. And yeah, so Matt started this thing, Cutthroat Folk Fest. They've done gigs before, but this is the first time they've done it on this scale. Um, So with a whole heap of bands and it's like a a proper festival. Um, So Matt hit me up and said, do you want to help out with that? Um, So I've been doing social media and I'm also the band coordinator. So I talk to all the bands and get everything sorted with them and, you know, so you're doing that from here, but it's based in, in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, that's right. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> it just does. <laughs> I'm not too sure. How are, you, how are you supposed to manage a band when you're in another oh, well, state sort I'm, of thing like that? I'm just, I'm helping coordinate it. So it can be done from Brisbane. We can yeah. make it work. And I mean, the bands on the lineup, we've got Swamp Gully Howlers and um, Patty McHugh. They're both from Brisbane. Um, so there are bands from Brisbane on the lineup. They've got some Sydney bands and Melbourne bands and everything. So it's a awesome festival. I, th- I think I've got maybe one more to ask about mm. off the list that you gave us, and then I'll, I'll I'll throw a couple of questions unrelated to what you have already given me a list of of a whole bunch of the things that you do. Again, yeah. awesome. Um, you also said that you take part in helping with Dead of Winter Festival as well. So what exactly do you do with those guys? Well, last year I just volunteered. So I voluntarily wrote some little pieces for the uh, Facebook page just talking about different bands. So I got – all the writers got a handful of bands that we could write a little spiel on and they used it on their Facebook page. So I got Alien Weaponry and Pieces of Molly, which are two bands from New Zealand. I was about to say Alien uh, Weaponry are from New Zealand. That's Yeah, uh, yeah. and um, actually, sorry to go off on a tangent, but there's this amazing chick named Angie. Yep. And she runs, oh, what's it called, man? Third Eye Music, I think, in New Zealand. And she also has a YouTube channel called The Gun Room Sessions. Mm-hmm. And she's like, when we found each other, we were like, oh, my gosh, it's like a New Zealand and an Australian version of each other because she's very passionate about supporting local music and she's very into her metal mm-hmm. and all the rest of it like me. Um, so, yeah, she does all this stuff. And so Alien Weaponry and Pieces of Molly are two bands that she helps support over there. So we found each other through me doing my volunteer work with Dead of Winter sort of thing. So anyway, back to what we're talking about, Dead of Winter. Mm-hmm. So then I just volunteered with handing out flyers and all that sort of stuff and yep. just the basic sort of stuff. And then this year um, the organisers from Dead of Winter are keen to have me on helping with social media and stuff again and I, I'm actually part of the crew a bit more this year yeah. rather than just a volunteer. So I'm really excited about that. So do you happen to know what the full lineup is already yet or <laughs> – I can't give away yeah, any well, secrets. Yeah, of course I'm going to fucking ask. Like, cause, I mean, Actually, like, no, I don't. don't. I I did know a couple of the bands before it was announced. but For, for the first for the current, yeah, current right. announcement, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Well, you were telling me earlier, like, I mean, because I mean, we can fucking talk about this anyway because it's already out, but like when, <laughs> when, when Cog, because uh, Cog so far have been announced as the uh, headliner. Yeah, um, which I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, good band, good band. Yeah. Um, 
they had inadvertently uh, leaked a particular part about it anyway. Not the whole lineup, but anyway, uh, they had. Um, yeah, after they played in Brisbane, yeah. they posted something on their Instagram and said, "Oh, thanks for the for the good gig, Brisbane. We'll see you again." for Dead of Winter and they hadn't <laughs> yet been announced. So, whoops. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's and all good. I, I have misspoke as well because uh, I don't know enough about uh, – I, I don't know enough about this one anyway that you said was run down the Gold Coast but it's also big around the world. Uh, Wallapalooza as well. Um, so, heard the name, didn't realise how – how long it had been around down the Gold yeah. Coast. Um, you also have done work with yeah, that before well, as well. Yeah, so last year I became part of the Waller crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andy hit me up about helping out with Wallapalooza last year. Um, so I was it was a voluntary role again then, but this year I'm officially part of the crew. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of big stuff happening with Wallapalooza and with Andy. I, I won't talk about it because it's not something we're talking about yet, but there is a lot to be announced. So if you don't already follow Wallapalooza on Facebook, you should because there's some amazing things coming up that the team from Walla are doing. Amazing team. Andy runs the show and then there's me, there's Rachel and... And Gareth, a lot of people know Gareth. Gareth's in Dragonsmead and Elkinwood and um, he does his own solo stuff as well. He's a brilliant stage manager. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a few people on the team um, that are a big part of the local music scene and really cool people. Yeah. Um, so I'm stoked to be a part of that. So Walla this year, um, we haven't announced the dates or anything, but we're about to do that on Monday actually. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so Walla is always a good time. The There's regular bands that play at Walla all the time and then there's always new ones coming in as well. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so bands like um, some of the past ones that were a big uh, part of it, you know, you've got Hammers and you've got Black Swamp and Massic and Smoking Martha and... Um, I like those ones. Uh, I like those guys, yeah. Yeah, and For the, no, for the Wolves, did they, yeah... Um, and oh, the other band I can never think these four walls I think they're called yeah so and Asriel as well huge fan yeah of them. yeah yep. um, are they they from New Zealand or no, am I, no? they're no I'm thinking they're of someone Gold else, Coast based yeah right yeah right yeah yep. and so you're you, you've you've just, you've started taking on more of that as well yeah how. Uh, Probably now that I've gotten through most of the stuff, <laughs> I think there could very well be more. Mm. But from my side of things now, how the fuck do you cope with all of that shit? How do you manage your time knowing that when you wake up every day, because you also are a parent yourself. I, I have three and kids. And yeah. you, you've got three little ones running around. I've got yeah. one myself and yep. one is already... Uh, a, handful a handful as it is yeah. you know he's just learned how to like scream out mummy when he doesn't want something done yeah. like you know if he doesn't want his butt changed he'll call out to mummy <laughs> and it's like oh you're breaking my heart it's Aww. beautiful but like shit yeah. um but it can, oh, i know some of those days as well can be quite straining as well on on, on the brain yeah and well all three of mine now are at school. My daughter Lola is four and she just started school this year. So yeah. all four, uh, all three of them, four of them, I've just thrown a random kid in there. You I just don't have, one up along the way. I don't have four. Um, three. They're all at school now. So through the day, um, obviously when they're at school, it's really good. I can focus on my work, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But 
with the type of work that I do and with the amount of things that I'm involved with, it's 24-7. You well, don't, yeah, you don't it, clock off. Because in this, like, bands can pull out last second, you know, something can well, happen, yeah, like, publicity-wise and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it seems there's a lot of uh, up-in-the-air sort of thing. Not Not all the time but there's always like when it's even though it could be booked in something with everything else something can happen things always yeah, go wrong exactly. yeah well we did have like the gig that I put on at um at Barra we did have a different support band booked in and unfortunately Rhino or something wasn't yeah, it yeah and Rhino are amazing that's another band that I highly recommend everyone mm. check out um they unfortunately had a very serious situation and had to pull out. And um, fortunately, uh, Dirty Liars jumped on board yep. and, and replaced them. And that's cool. But, I mean, my grandfather always used to say to me, there's no show without punch. Mm. And that's such a, you know, funny old-fashioned sort of quote. But I think of it all the time because whenever you're doing anything, shit can change at the last mm. minute and you just got to roll with the punches and go with it. So there's no show without punch. Yeah. There's always something that happens. That's so, right. Yeah. And, 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 and in saying that as well, how do you find yourself at the moment noticing more ups in the scene right now currently? Is it fluctuating to you? Like could it be going down or you know what I mean? Like how, how do you spot the, the flow of how the scene's going? Because like you, you put on a lot of shows um, and you've obviously got to draw the crowds in. Yeah. Um, do you find particular times of the year where shows can get more um, people in? Or? I think it's all – There's, um, for example, there's a lot of the local uh, metal scene that travel overseas to go to big things like the – what's it? The 7,000 tonnes of metal or whatever that one, 70,000, 70 Oh, like a boat cruise or something. Yeah, shit, there's, like yeah. A, there's a lot of stuff that goes on overseas and that can draw people away. Um, a lot of people go and do that sort of stuff and that's at different times of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then gigs in Brisbane will suffer because, you know, half the local music scene's overseas on a, on a cruise yeah. <laughs> seeing metal bands over there. Um, so I think – You've really got to be careful and work around. Um, And also there's a lot more happening in the local music scene now. There's a lot of gigs on. Um, You know, a lot of weekends I'll be torn between five different gigs that I want to be at. Um, So a lot of the local promoters and people that work in the scene, we work together and if we've both got a set date planned for a gig, we might change it because we don't want to steal each other's... Um, well, not steal each other, but we don't want people to be torn between yeah. going to two different gigs. So yeah. we'll, we'll work together and go, oh, hey, like maybe you could do this weekend and I'll do this one so that people can go to both gigs. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So, And that's the, the good thing about working together on that sort of thing. Um, yeah, So, but there's more and more and more happening in Brisbane in the local music scene and I absolutely love being a part of it. It's amazing. Have you had to deal with any sort of... Stigma being a woman as well, oh, being yeah. being being part of all that. Yeah, that happens. Um, it's a touchy subject. Of course it is. <laughs> um, Everyone's got an opinion about it. Everyone thinks it does happen. Everybody thinks it doesn't happen. But I think it's full of shit. It does. I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, most of the people that I deal with and work with, there's no issue there. It wouldn't matter if I was a man or a woman. I'm just respected for the passion that I have behind what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely situations and things that have happened where because I'm a woman, things have been perhaps a little bit more difficult at mm. times and stuff. Yeah. But um, – Does it make you uh, – you don't obviously have to expand on it in any way. Mm. Um, but it, 
having knowing that these things can happen, have happened in the past, present, future, whatever, do you find that to be uh, something that can be quite hard to cope with on bad days that you're having? Because yeah. as much yeah. as yeah, like there's a lot of a lot of shit that doesn't often get spoken about when it does happen. Obviously, needs to be brought out more. Yeah, but it can in that period of time, it can make you feel. Pretty shit. Yeah. You know, like. It's unfortunate that there is still stuff going on that shouldn't mm. be um, in relation to that. But there are a lot more women uh, working in the music industry these days. And I am blessed to They are to getting know more res- the, the respect that they deserve now, yeah. which is fucking good. There yeah. are some banging fucking f- uh, female bands out there as oh, well. Yeah. Yep. Just, just tons. Like well, a, actually, that's another thing that I've started doing. I've been working with Schema Collective. Um, uh, yeah, which yeah. is, you know, the guys from well, regular Gonzales and Masik and there's a whole heap of different dudes involved in that. Rashid I've been working with, he's in Masik and um, Dr. Parallax, I think the other band is that he's in. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> so many things going through my head all the time. It's hard to keep track of all the band names and everything. Um, but, yeah, so the Schema Collective are all about putting on a lot of charity events and things like that. They're putting on events for the right reasons, you know. They're not doing it. To, to make a profit, they're doing it to support the local music scene um, and to support different charities and stuff. So we've got two gigs coming up. Um, one's on the 9th of March and I think the other one's the 16th of March. I need to double check that. But um, one of them's for International Women's Day. That one I'm pretty sure is on the 16th. It's got Slurpee Jerks on it. Yeah, I, I'm only jerks. saying that now because I, I literally just saw it like an hour yeah. ago or some shit. Uh, Slurpee Jerks, uh, they recently just got a band on who is supporting me first in the Gimme Gimme's. That's correct, uh, yeah. Um, uh, who's doing a sideshow oh, or whatever. Name. That's um, bad. Which is, yep. yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, they, no. They don't, they're they're I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll post about it, it's all sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that... That that's awesome. I'd love to get. Uh, I know uh, Bevo is who he plays in Slurpy Jerks. I'm pretty sure. I'd love to get him on as well yeah, at some cool. point. I haven't I haven't heard much of their stuff just yet because they're fairly new. But yeah, I uh, would love to get him on as well. Um, yeah, and that, they... yeah, and I I remember Schema Collective because not long before that they'd just done a team up with uh, I think it was Team Glasses or whatever it's called right, or, yeah. or something like that, and they put a gig on. Uh, at Louis. Yeah, um, well, they do a lot of gigs mm. at Fat Louis. So the next two coming up are at Fat Louis. Um, there's one on the 9th, which is, um, I don't know how to pronounce it because, like, the acronym is Quendo, I think. But it's basically supporting women with endometriosis, which is mm-hmm. a really big and awful thing that a lot of women go through. Um, so the endometriosis one is on the, the 9th and then we've got the International Women's Day one on the 16th. Or it might be the other way around. I mean, I need to look it up. Um We'll but, put it up there. It's okay. Yeah. But no, that's um, – But the but what I'm – I went into that because we selected a whole heap of bands with amazing women in them because there yep. are a lot of amazing bands with really phenomenal and inspirational women um, in them in the local music scene. So both of those gigs are made up of bands that have really awesome women doing their thing. And this is obviously an, a better way for helping the – I would say the community or even just like the scene in general to get to um, get amongst it more and have more open conversations about bigger topics, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be uh, related just to women in general per se, but um, shit times in your life, mental health, yeah, uh, any sort of like violence issues or anything that you're dealing with. It doesn't really matter. Like, yep. is if the if people are more comfortable actually opening up and talking talking to others about it, yep. it, it can help 
destigmatize. I don't sure yeah, if that's definitely. actually a word. Yeah, but I feel like it, it is. It, it it can make it can make things a lot easier for everybody to get amongst it more and um, take yeah. away any of that sort of fear of something shit happening. Yeah, not well, necessarily because that's not to say that shit always happens at gigs or anything like that. But just in general, you could be anywhere um, and have that sort of. Well, fear I feel of like, like just that stigma attached to whether or not you're a woman or whether or not yeah. you just you just look a little different from the rest of the people. There's yeah. always just people that will come at you. And it's shit. The more you talk about it, though, the better it is. And um, I agree. And I feel like as well with a lot of creative people, which people that work in the music scene and everything are very creative souls. Oh, and very I feel much like so. a lot of creative people do suffer from depression and anxiety and lots of other things like that. And um, there definitely needs to be more support for that. I'm actually also helping out with um, a gig in September that's um, called Rock Beats Depression. Um, and Katie from Swamp Gully Howlers is putting that on. Um, it'll be at the back room. And um, that one, all the money from that raised is going to uh, different charities that support depression and all that sort of thing. I do, I do really enjoy when uh, not so much, well, even events as well, but bands too, when they get behind the whole charity, giving uh, yeah. money, proceeds back to uh, organisations and stuff like that. When the findings and stuff of that recent court case with... Um, uh, George Pell, the piece of shit, uh, Kitty Toucher, um, Frenzel Rom came out and uh, basically put their. Have you ever seen their shirt uh, with Cardinal Pell on it, on the front of Don't it? I think so. Well, they've basically put that one back up again now ah. since Old Mate's finally fucking gone to, going to jail. Right. Um, and yeah, all those proceeds are going towards uh, a charity that's involved with. Uh, that sort of sick shit. I, I can't. I'm drawing a blank here, and exactly, I, and I don't really want to talk about it too much. No, that guy's no, a piece it's of shit. not a pleasant topic. No, but it's not. Yeah, no, but that is so good. I think when musicians and people that have um, any form of public attention and followers, if they use that mm. for the greater good and do something through charities or anything like that, it's just an amazing thing. Why not use that platform, that creative, mm. artistic platform? that musicians have to support things that need to be supported. And that's something that I love about certain bands too. Like um, there's a band called From Crisis to Collapse and they're very political. I love bands that are political. Like um, Zeke from Mammal, he's amazing as well. I got to interview him not long ago and unfortunately I can only fit in a certain amount of words to to set interview. Like I get a a word count. Um, But if I could have put more in... Mm -hmm. I would have put all the political things that we started talking about. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, why not use that as, as a platform and as a, a, a time to, to help people that need help in, in different areas? So it's a very cool thing combining those two things, yeah. Has, has much of this lifestyle being amongst the music scene, um, writing, reviewing, having to go out there and network with this sort of people – um, has it affected your headspace in, in, in the long run, do you think, in a good way or a bad way, ha, ha, like being around this? Because, again, it is your passion to be a part of it, but even, excuse me, passions still do come along, uh, have uh, difficulties involved with it. There's no oh, way yeah. in the world that anybody could manage to uh, go through a day without having something come up, you know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and just I mean, managing that is, overall, is what I'm trying to get at. yeah. 
But overall, I absolutely love it. I love Mm. being surrounded by creative souls. I love being surrounded by people that are very passionate about what they do, whatever that may be. Um, And one of the things I really love about interviewing bands and musicians and people in the industry um, is that shared passion and that appreciation of music. and being able to talk in depth about things and having people really understand when you go, oh, you know how there's this particular drop in this song and it just makes you shiver and it's like, and then that person will be like, fuck yeah, like mm. I feel that, I feel that in my soul. And it's an amazing thing to be able to share that and communicate with, with people um, on that level. And I mean, music has just always been in my heart. My parents, we, my brother and I grew up in a household where there was always music playing. Um, and mum and dad have both got really broad taste in music, especially dad, like the stuff that he, and he used to sing in bands and stuff when he was younger, which I also did (laughs) for a little while. Um, when I was really young, I sung in a couple of bands and I think the biggest thing I ever did was, um, as part of the encore music school thing, they had like a a gig on at the river stage and I actually got to sing on the river stage. Oh, that's cool. A really cool cool thing to do um but yeah i guess music's been in my heart is where i'm getting at all my life who was Um, the first band that you ever listened to like the band that got you into where you are now um well that's hard because like i said my parents listened to a lot of stuff so but the first band that i took interest in um was the bangles so you probably don't even know no no i'm nodding here yes i do Um, but i really fucking don't um, the Bangles were around in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. and um, Shh, No one heard that. No, right. Keep going. no. My mum had a cassette and there you go. That shows my age as well. Had a Bangles cassette um, and this little tiny cassette player. And I remember stealing mum's Bangles cassette and listening to that on loop and learning all the lyrics and lying on my bedroom floor on my stomach, staring at the cassette player and singing along to the Bangles. Um so that was, that, was, that was something that started me off. And then from there, you know, my cousins, my older cousins and stuff were into a lot of music. I remember uh, two of my cousins in particular were really into Guns N' Roses and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica and all that sort of stuff um, and Beck. <laughs> He's yep. awesome. Um, so, yeah, they got me into all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like from there it just went on and I – I had all my different obsessions. I was a huge Silverchair fan back in the mid-90s. Went to every gig in Brisbane. I was part of the Lama Appreciation Society. Oh, there was an... Oh, God. <laughs> a Silverchair a, fan club. Really? Yeah, called the Lama Appreciation Society. I've always heard of those things. Society. I've never actually seen one. Or, or I've never met someone that was actually in like an yeah, appreciation no, group. I paid something like five bucks a month or something to you be part of You actually paid money for that shit? Yeah, like, yep. They used to send us stickers and postcards. Oh, and that's, actually, that's actually pretty cool. All though. cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, we got a newsletter like every month and yeah, it was really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking and hell. Yeah. And then my first couple of, well, I'm not going to tell you what my actual first gig was. Cause I, I will was, if you do. Okay, well, I was 13. It's really embarrassing. You tell me yours first. My first proper gig that I paid money to go and see was Bullet for My Valentine. That's not embarrassing. I don't know. Atrey You. They're awesome. Yeah, and uh, Avenged Sevenfold was the other one. That was the first one. Well, considering what I listen to now, like it's a far step away. It still shits all over what I'm about to confess. So my (laughs) first gig when I was like 13 um, it was called the Teenage Rampage, and it was East Seventeen. Wait, that's a fucking sick name, though. No, it was it was terrible. It was East what Seventeen was it? and Peter Andre. 
Yeah, man. So you don't even know. Yeah, it's no. shameful. It is so shameful. Um, but my first decent gig yeah. was 96 at Festival Hall and it was Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, fuck yeah. That's so sick. that was cool. Yeah. Let's just go with that was my first gig. One Nobody up, heard one anything up. about East no, 17. I, I've already forgotten. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, well, mine, mine was System. System of a Down was the first one I like. Nice. I actually actively listened, uh, went out to listen to sort of thing. I remember seeing them on TV for the first time. It was uh, Chop Suey of all songs, obviously. It yeah, was when nice. it just hit its fucking... It's time. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this video? This is this is mental. It's just going absolutely spastic. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's what got me to go, like, these guys are pretty heavy, pretty rocky. What's the next step up? And I think it was, like, from them to Slipknot and then from them to Slayer and then to Devil Driver and then it just... Yeah, and it, and it, it peaked It peaked at Cannibal Corpse and then I've just kind of, like, trickled <laughs> down to see what else there is out there. But you love and your punk as well. Oh, like, I love, you all, love your all metal, sorts of it. I'm yeah. a big fan of jazz as well. I love yeah, that nice. shit. Old school, like, soulful music too. Like uh, Roy Orbison, fucking Stevie Ray Vaughan, Frank Sinatra, uh, cool. Dean Jones. Fucking yep. some old school shit like that. I love that. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I have a very broad taste in music. It's mm. crazy. I yep. mean, uh, there's there's nothing at the end of the day going to something fucking heavy. Um, yeah. Just to bang your head to sort oh, of thing yeah. it's it's I what it's, it's what i go to every day sort of thing but mm. that doesn't mean that i don't appreciate other genres or enjoy it like like i said like my next one usually from going to the heavy shit is something nice and chill orchestral or even you know jazzy uh i fucking love going to sinatra on it on an off day like yeah. it just I don't, <laughs> it doesn't awesome. matter yeah yeah it, it's good it's just good chill music to go to and definitely i yeah i've always wanted to kind of sing like sinatra as well yeah. I remember taking singing lessons years ago and stuff like that because I wanted to do it. Um, You're a singer too. Oh, I wouldn't really call myself a singer. <laughs> I can sing. Um, I wouldn't really call myself a singer either, but I did it for a while. Yeah. I've been tempted to get back into it. Actually, do you remember when um, Wayno used to do Crowyoke at Crowbar? Yes, yes. Yeah. What happened to Crowyoke? I don't know, good. man. Bring back the Crowyoke. Yeah. That Fuck was a yeah. good time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the first time I got up and did Crowyoke, um, I had not yet met Jody from Flange. Ah, uh, yes. And I had written down, because when I was in a couple of the bands that I was in, one of the covers we used to do was a song called What's Up by Four Non Blondes, mm-hmm. which is quite a big pelty out song. That's the technical term. It's a pelty out song. Um, But I got all nervous. I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do this. And I wrote down on the list that I was going to sing this song. And then Wayno's like, okay, Shannon's up. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm freaking out. I can't do this. And he's like, that's okay. We'll get someone up with you. And and he's like, Jodie. Get up. Yeah, and so perfect person to fucking get up with you then, isn't got it? Got up with Jody mm. and did What's Up for Non Blondes and a girlfriend of mine filmed it and put it on Facebook. And yeah, the next day yeah. my brother messages me and he goes, Shannon. I'm like, what? And he's like, do you know who you just got up and sung with? And I'm like, yeah, this awesome chick and she had this amazing vocal and she her stage presence was amazing. And he's like, it's Jody from Flange. He's yeah. like... Flanger panties are amazing, Shannon. Like, you need to check them out. <laughs> and then, like, I'd already heard of Flange a bit, but then, so I looked them up and um, their film clip for, um, oh, can't think which song it is now, but the one of their older drummers, Hayden, I went to school with him. So he oh, used to play okay. in a band called Aktung Chicken. 
and yeah, Aktung chicken. And I was in a band called Delirious at the time. And Delirious and Aktung chicken used to gig together, and we used to play at the local high school and put on nights called the Big Night Inn and all these amazing creative names that we came up with. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and um, yeah, so I was like, wow, Hayden Flange. There you go, small world. But then he wasn't with Flange at the time. But anyway, right, right. I'm, yep. Going off on some tangents, which is what I do. All good, all good. That's all good. We're start. I think we're about we're about at that point anyway. We're about to start winding yeah. down. The yep. last thing I was going to ask you anyway was, do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. No yeah. hesitation with that response. Yeah. This is my heart, mm-hmm. and um, you know I have three kids, and they're they're my heart, and they're a huge part of my life. Um, but without music, I don't think I could breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's fair. Every, everybody has a particular niche or a particular outlet that they go for and should never be uh, put down in any way because of that. If you like to go to fucking gym when you're sad, go to gym when you're sad. If you like yeah. music, listen to a certain type of music when you're sad or you're happy or whatever, listen yeah. to it. It's good. And when the the commitment to something not only that you enjoy but you work in that industry as well changes dramatically um especially yeah like if it's something that you're passionate about you find it a lot easier to go to it the next day or that same day and just sit down and do it because for me i can be quite fucking lazy um when like i know (laughs) i've got to get shit done yeah and then i'll just be like oh just five five more minutes five more minutes you know but unless Unless it, and that's not to say that if whatever I'm doing then is not that I'm enjoying, but if it's like fuck, you know, working on the podcast sort of thing like that, I'll I'll absolutely try and like just suddenly get the urge to fucking get shit out of the way and get it done with, you yeah. know, because it's something that I really enjoy and it's a nice, it's a good outlet for me. Yeah. Uh, anybody with uh, whatever outlet it is that they have should absolutely do it. And yeah, well, if it's music that, you, that you're going to stick with for the rest of your life in, in whatever aspect, fucking do it. Absolutely. I just think follow your dreams and do what your heart tells you to do. Mm. And I think for so many years of my life, I lost touch with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't true to myself. And when I got back into working in the music industry and, and doing what I'm doing now, um, I just found myself again. And I had, I had friends of mine that I've known for, you know, 20, 30 years saying to me – Oh, Shannon's back, mm. and I was like, "Yeah, man, she's back because I <laughs> because I'm I'm doing music again, and that's what makes me happy." Yeah. So do what makes you happy, absolutely, and, um, and support your local music scene. Yes, that's that's probably the biggest part of it all. Is please to, support your local music scene. There's, a, there's always there's always free gigs on as well. If go you're to worried the gigs. about spending coin, go to a free gig. They always do them, especially yeah. Fats. They that that place is always that's free venue. Uh, free venue. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that that's a really nice response. I like I like hearing that sort of shit, and that's <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. And yeah. I hope to look for. I look forward to seeing more shit come from you as well. There'll be a lot um, more shit coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, all right, then. I think we've just about uh, had enough for the night. Yeah. Um, so we're going to end off uh, end the podcast off with another song from Dirty Brew. Yes. One of the bands that you're managing. Yeah. Um, this one is uh, yep. a video had just got shot for it as well. One for one more for the road. One more was for it? the road. Yep. yep. They've just released a film clip for that. So check it out on YouTube and follow Dirty Brew on Facebook and Instagram. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Yep. And uh, finally, as well, don't forget to go and check out. Uh, the colourful writer yeah. along with um, let's see Ryan. if I can try and get it to listen <laughs> one go 
Dead of Winter, Wallapalooza, fucking Cult... cult Cutthroat. Cutthroat, Folk Fest, <laughs> yeah. uh, Scenester, Overdrive. Fucking list well. goes on. Yeah. You're doing a tremendous job, Shannon. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Shannon. We're going to jam one more for the road by Dirty Brew. Cheers, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for having me.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.